Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I think we're live. Uh, and, well, for Excel, guys, for Excel, I'll be going off in two minutes. Sean, Seven, Sean Sports Radio, uh, Blog Talk Radio, BackSportsPage.com. Sean, are you on? Okay. Grant. We're having a little bit of a – there you go. You're on. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. <laughs> Worst singing ever. Oh, yeah, it's pretty bad. And uh, let me take this one to uh, apologize to our listeners uh, for the first time. And you know what? We made it through three quarters of the year. Uh, I give us a little bit of credit this time in that this is our first show that is not on a Tuesday. So uh, I, due to the flight that I had and and the fact that I'm somewhat regulated in this back in this country and time zone, we were unable to do it on Tuesday. We apologize for that. Uh, but we did get it in before the NFL season because, you know what, it's game day. And uh, Patriots and Chiefs this afternoon or this evening – and the start of the NFL season, Le'Veon Bell has decided to grace us with his presence, finally. And uh, the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show Fantasy League is back on track with what Seth believes is our greatest draft that we've had. I'm a little bit more skeptical than that. I do. I think this is as good a team going in as we could have anticipated or hoped for. Um for what we have, we usually go. We usually end up with pretty mediocre. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Quarterback play going in, and I think we're in a really solid position this year. So our running backs are as solid as always. Or we have two stud wideouts, potentially a third. I think we're in very good shape going in. Even got we even got the thumbs up from the Bate Isles, who's been running the league forever. Uh, last night on on uh, Facebook. So I like you know, our team. I think I like our chances. Well, we definitely have an upgrade in quarterbacks. No question. We we got Eli and Kirk Cousins uh, with Brian Hoyer uh, backing us up. And I'm a big fan of Brian Hoyer this year, especially in San Francisco, and the fact that there's nobody else there. So you know he's going to run that system. So definitely an upgrade there. We have the Brian Hoyer to Bjerg Garçon connection, which totally means that we're going to win this league. Because anytime you have that connection, you're in the gold. Uh, for the league, uh, well, when, we, you, when we you're up, when you're basing your you're winning the league on a team that may go three and thirteen this year, <laughs> that's absolutely a a correct. Dangerous. Part about fantasy, it has absolutely nothing to do with reality. So I am uh, yeah. absolutely basing it on there, and uh, you know what? We'll, we'll see where it happens. Um, an interesting saga coming through. We we know we all know about Hurricane Irma and the devastation that it's bringing forth to the to both or going to bring to Miami, did bring to Puerto Rico and Haiti and Cuba along the way, and the cancellation of the or the postponement of the game between the the Dolphins and the Buccaneers, pushing it from Game One to Game Eleven, where both teams have a bye, which. Leave some fantasy players, but specifically the aforementioned Abate Isles, in a little bit of a pickle, who until yesterday didn't know this, and only had two quarterbacks. So uh, he is very – I think he's giving us prof, Seth, because I gave him the information yesterday that he better go pick up another quarterback. So he picked up Tom Savage. He, uh, 
He did. He he gave he gave he gave you some dap on Facebook. Um, Thank you. As I am to me, and he's he's now also trying to figure out his wide receiver his his defensive situation because he has um, uh, McMillan. He has two starting defensive players from one from Tampa, one from Miami. Oh, interesting. Now, interestingly for us, I don't know if you looked at our 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 uh, our predictions. I've never seen this in a first game before. We're over a 50-point favorite to win. Yeah, I did. Which doesn't uh, mean they, anything at the end of the day, but it gave me a good laugh. Yeah, so the other team that we play this week, ha- of course we run into the Ezekiel Elliott game, right? So we could be playing this team any yeah. other week, but of course we play them game one which with Ezekiel Elliott. Now, the lucky thing for us is that, A, they play the Giants, who we believe is a, is a top-10 defense. B, he also has Des Bryant which kind of, to me, you never pick the – well, I'm talking from a team that has both the running back and the wide receiver from the same team. Uh, a little bit of hypocritical on my part, but especially from that team, I don't view uh, the quarterback as a stud. So you have the court, they have the running back and the wide receiver from the same team against a good defense. And we lose out because we lose both Doug Martin and Jacques Rogers this week. He also loses to Sean Jackson. So – you know what? It's a little break on in our way. I'm happy with our week one matchup. Look, one and zero is a whole lot better than zero and one. So we'll see how it works out. Um, we have our NFL preview, and the only thing that I can guarantee, and I will guarantee, and I never guarantee anything on an NFL preview, is that the Patriots will win the AFC East. Without question, they will win the AFC East because there is nobody. Wait, wait, wait. Way to, way to go out on a limb, man. Look, way I never said I was going out on a limb. I never said I was going out on a limb, but I also never make guarantees. I'd like to also make the guarantee, or here's my going out on a limb. The Jets will not finish in last place in the AFC East. How's that? You like that one? That one's interesting. Um, I, don't think, I wouldn't, don't think I would guarantee that. But no, I didn't. Zero. I didn't guarantee it. You know why I said that? Because I want them to finish in last place. And they will never do exactly what, what a Jets fan wants. They will do absolutely everything but what a Jets fan wants. So the Bills will probably finish like 3-13, and, and, and the Jets will finish 3-13 and 13 also, but with a better, uh, with a worse schedule. So hence, the Bills will get the draft. It's just the way it always works. So, all right, let's start in the NFC East with your New York football giants, where do you think they're going to wind up? Are you, are you happy with this team? Yeah, I'm as happy with this team as anyone can be. I mean, you look at their defense is top five, their offense, you know, they, they don't have a great offensive line. Paul Perkins still leaves a bit to be desired, but at the end of the day, I will happily take, a take a team that with this kind of offensive firepower. I think Eli Manning is going to have a heck of a year. I think he's also a bit annoyed after all the uh, kind of negatives that he got after last year's really pretty poor, pretty poor performance. Um, bringing Brandon Marshall is, is enormous. I think they're an 11 and five team. Well, if they go 11 and five, and let's say the Redskins go ten and six. We're we're going to win this championship 
because that means Cousins and Manning had incredible years, and I, I'd be incredibly happy with something along those lines. Uh, you're a very big proponent from our discussions offline of the Eagles this year, though. So if you have the Giants going 10-6, and six, do, do they take the division, or are the Eagles going to jump them? I think this is one of those years where you look in the NFC East, I think is stacked. Um, I think Philly steps up. I don't think they win the division. Uh, I think there, I think, I think if I'm going to go through, I don't think anyone's under 500 in the division this year. Um, the Giants are at 10, 6, 11, 5 team. Dallas is about the same. Um, the Eagles are around nine and seven. And I have, I have Washington around the seven and nine, eight and eight, eight and eight. Uh, I think Washington, to your point, I think Washington's going to be behind a lot. And I think there's going to be a lot of passing, which makes us happy, makes me happy. Um, I don't have a great deal of faith in their defense. I don't have a great deal of faith in Robert Kelly in their running game. Um, the Eagles, I think Wentz takes a huge step up. I think this team is very – I think they needed wide outs. They bring in a legitimate number one in Jeffrey. They probably need more. Um, Tory Smith's a nice, nice long threat, but that's about it. I don't have a great deal of faith in their running game with Smallwood and Blunt. Their defense is okay. They're, I, I think they're a little bit above average. I think they go to they, they jump to about nine and seven. Okay. Well, if they're going to be all over five hundred, some some other division needs to be really really bad, right? I mean, well, that's there, the way it there normally works. There is one works. that kind of comes. There's one. That is true. There there are there are a few that come to mind. Oh, what, well, and what are your we'll feelings get, on the NFC East? Look, we know the AFC is going to be one of those. AFC East is going to be one of those very, very bad teams. But I don't believe that the NFC plays the AFC this year. So, at, at least the East playing at the all? East. So, no, what do you mean? No, the no the East playing the East. I don't believe that that's the scheduling quirk. So you know how one division always crosses over and plays the other yes. the other conference in a specific division, right? So I, if looking at this, the AFC East plays the NFC South. So the, they play the Saints, the Texans—sorry, uh, the Saints, the Panthers, the Bucks, and the Falcons. So the team that the AFC—let me let me get the schedule going on here, as far as who the NFC East would play. And excuse me if you give me a second. Okay, here we go. So the NFC East get out the Cowboys schedule. The NFC East will be playing the AFC West. The Raiders. Ooh. Yeah. So are you sure you don't want to scale those? Because the, to me, those are the two toughest, potentially the two toughest Division divisions in football. football. Yeah. So they're going to go head to head. So, you know, it may be so that. What, I'll, look, I'm not saying you're wrong. Call. I'm just I saying, mean, thinking about thinking a little bit harder about this is that if those are the two toughest divisions in football, that's I four games, and you hope that they split, right? Well, yeah, but to be fair, I don't usually typically pick the record. I pick you know the order of how I think teams are going to go in the division. Um, I think the Giants are still a 10-6, and 11-5 team. I think Dallas is about a 10-6 team. I think Philly's around not, a little bit over 500. I think Washington's a little under 500. Okay. So, okay, I, mean, I, I actually have the Eagles winning the division. Uh, I think that they're going to jump up and win the division. I think you're going to see Dallas really take a step back this year. Um, I, look, this is the same prediction I said last year, actually. I said that Dallas was going to step back 
And we got a little bit of wind action going from Seth. I assume that he's outside. So we have Dallas. I think Dallas is going to come in third. I agree with you that the that the Redskins are probably going to bring up the rear. I have the Eagles going the first spot. I like you. I believe in Carson Wentz this year, but I I believe in that defense a lot. Um, there, there are, is a lot of talent across the defensive line, and I think that the Giants are the Giants. They'll be a very good defense, and you hope that Brandon Marshall and ODB stay healthy enough that they can put up some good numbers with Eli, who who never misses a game. And I'll tell you, that's the number one thing that I loved about getting him in fantasy. He does not miss games. Eli has started, I believe, a record amount of straight games. No, um, his, at the his brother, position. I think, has the record. I think he's third. I think it's his brother and Favre are 1-2. And I think Of, con- I think of consecutive third. games? Consecutive games? Yes, of consecutive. Well, okay. Yeah, Eli... Okay. Peyton before the neck injury and Brett before every other injury that happened later on in, in his Fair career. Enough. Fair enough. So so let's move on to the let's move on to the NFC North. Okay, so we got the Packers, the Bears, and th- this may be another bad division, right? Packers, Bears, Lions, and Vikings. Um, I, I know people are high on the Packers. I can understand why, considering the rest of the division, because I don't really see the rest of the division really being all that tough. Um, but I think the, the I think the Lions are going to win the division, though. I like the Lions, and I and I know this is like, holy cow, Sean's picking the Lions again because I picked him last year. But before yep, Matt Staff, before Matt Stafford's injury last year, the Lions were going to win that division. They were. They were in first place, and they were going to win that division. I believe they lost five out of their last six games after he hurt his finger. They will win that if Matt Stafford is healthy. They will win that division. Count count on that from me. So I have them as first. I have the Packers as second. I have the Vikings as Vikings third, and then uh, the Bears fourth. And the Bears are just—they don't have talent. I mean. You're going, to, you're going to look at the Jets and say the Jets don't have talent, and you're right. Bears don't have much either. When when Kendall Wright, a washed-out first-round pick from the uh, Tennessee Titans, is your first round, is your first and pretty much only wide receiver option because Kevin White hopefully can recover from injuries but has not has shown no indication of doing such, you don't have much talent. So uh, you got to hope that would you want to have – would you rather Howard. have the Bears receiving crew or the Jets or the Jets receiving crew? I'd probably rather have the Bears receiving crew because they're bigger, they're faster, and they're younger in so far as they actually have like some experience. But I think it's a risk reward proposition with those with those two teams. Because you have, I think the Jets are healthier, especially with Jeremy Curley now coming back. But I think more potential is definitely on the Bears. Kevin White was a first-round pick. Kendall Wright was a first-round pick. They have, they have potential. They just can never stay healthy. What do you think about the North? North, I'm not as big 
on Detroit as you are. Uh, I do think Green Bay wins the division. I, 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 I they're the same team every year to me. Um, although I like Ty, I do like Ty Montgomery as a full time as, as a full time starter. Eddie Lacy was just more of a disappointment than anything else. I think it's a mediocre division. I think Minnesota. Be, I think Minnesota beats out. Second spot. I think their defense is fantastic, um, and I like Alvin Cook quite a bit. I'm not as big on Detroit. Haven't been for years. Their defense, I don't think, is very good. Their running game scares me because Abdullah's never healthy. Uh, I, I like Green Bay around around ten and six, Minnesota around eight and eight, Detroit around seven and nine, and Chicago around five and eleven. Um, okay. There is some hope with Chicago if Kevin White can stay healthy. You have the young quarterback in Trubinsky, if you, you know who they're obviously training going forward. I'm more interested in Chicago to see if Jordan Howard takes an enormous step back or if, if, the, if the rookie year was a fluke more than anything else. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, it's, it, ladies and gentlemen, it's not Jawan Howard. That was the power forward, Jordan Howard, being the running back. Okay. Uh, NFC South, which is generally my favorite division because nobody ever wins it twice. Uh, the Saints, yeah, it's impossible the, to guess. <laughs> the Saints, the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Buccaneers. Buccaneers is everybody's pick to uh, jump out and be that break it, break, breakthrough team. And I see it on offense. I'm not really sure I see it on defense so much. Uh, and and their kicking game has got to be better. Uh, they 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 cut the kid uh, Arroyo and they brought in um, not Nick Novak the other jet ex Connor is that the Connor was it Connor Barth no or? no it's the ex jet kicker it's not Nick Novak oh new Darn it. It. not not new Nugent. nope ah nope. Uh, hell nope come on I forget it's a jet kicker though hold on they had a lot of kickers. They have, but it's a recent kicker, and they signed it to a big con- – Nick Falk. There you go. Extra kicker. So they brought in Nick Falk. So do you buy – are you buying or selling the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Neither. Um, I, I, I look at the division. The division is very, is very solid, and – it's the kind of division where you legitimately could see any team in every. Because remember, last year Carolina was a given to go fourteen and two. The year before that, New Orleans was a given to go thirteen and three. So the problem is, as you said, every year it's a different team. And the talent, although I think New Orleans is a step behind talent-wise from everyone else, nothing would surprise me in this division. Uh, I have Carolina kind of bouncing back a little bit. I have them winning. I have them in Atlanta tied for winning division. Carolina winning the tiebreaker at around ten and six. I think Atlanta takes a bit of a step back without Sarkeesian. You know, I'm, I worry no, a little Sarkeesian. bit about Julio Jones just with Sarkeesian. Excuse me, without Kyle Shanahan. I still have Tampa in third. I just don't think they're more. T- I just don't think they're better than either of these teams. Um, although I can see the argument with Carolina. Is Carolina is certainly not as dynamic as Tampa, especially from the, from the past from the. Uh, from kind of on the offensive side, um, and I have New Orleans as as a six and ten, a solid fourth place team. I wonder if this is it for Sean Payton. Also, he never gets mentioned on the hot seat for the most part, 
well, this team just hasn't been very good the last few years. And I just kind of wonder if after a certain period of time, you just, you just stagnate. Is it, if this is the end of Sean Payton, is this also the end of Drew Brees? If they could bring in a quarterback who they've drafted a few, Garrett Grayson a couple years ago, but they never seem to have the quarterback kind of in, in waiting. And to be honest, Drew Brees hasn't really taken a step back where it's been necessitated. But he has to be, was he, 38, 39 years old? So it's come, It's got to be, they have to be grooming someone in the near future. I just, for the life of me, don't know who it is. Well, um, if Peyton it, leaves, I do want, I, I'm sorry, please. No, well, there are a couple of problems with, with Drew Brees. A, you're right, he's 40 years old. Um, sorry, he's 38 years old. So by the time next year, he'll be 39. Number two, he's earning his cap number is 24 million dollars in the last year of his cap. Yes, it is. Which they can't franchise him again, by the way. So if he is re-signed, you're looking at what 30 million a year, right? A short-term value year, like a two-year, 60 million dollar contract. Or a four-year with just for cap sake, but an average of thirty million dollars a year. Can this is the point with these teams that this is why Tom Brady's contract is so valuable, right? Tom Brady has taken fourteen million, sixteen million, and that's a lot of money. And don't get me wrong, I think Seth and I would live very comfortably on fourteen or sixteen million without any problems whatsoever. But you look at other teams that have great quarterbacks and who are paying for those great quarterbacks, and because you pay for those great quarterbacks, you have to lose talent elsewhere. You, you just can't spend the same amount of money. So, so what it comes down to is drafting. Everything is about drafting. If you can draft players and pay them rookie salaries, then you can have, and, and they play well, you can have these big-time quarterbacks. But if you don't draft well, you can't afford to be paying Andrew Luck $20 million on the cap, Drew Brees $30 million on the cap. It's just not attainable. So the question is, if Sean Payton leaves next year, will the Saints say goodbye to Drew Brees and $30 million on the cap? And I know there are a bunch of teams so. that are willing to pay it. I know, there are, I know the Jets would pay $30 million for Drew Brees. I know it in a second. <laughs> no, I know that, first of all, the Jets don't have a lot of money tied in the cap. They'll have $70 million no, no, I in cap. I understand that. But I just, right? can't, I just can't imagine Drew Brees having any interest at this point in his career going to the New York Jets, who will be no, building under, for under, several years to come, it looks like. Understood. But let, let's look around the league, right? Would he go to San Francisco and be with Kyle Shanahan? Potentially. What if, what if Philip Rivers retired after this year? Would he go to San Diego? Go he, back to San Diego? Well, it would be L.A. That, would be, more, that would be the most interesting. Right? But you know there are teams that will pay him that amount of money, right? It's not, it's not a matter of the money. It's a matter of the fit for Drew Brees. So if he can't get his $30 million in New Orleans, can he get it elsewhere? And the answer is yes. There's no question he could get it elsewhere. This is the NFL. As I told, 
as I told you a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about fantasy football, this game is won by superstars. It's not won by the average player. And Drew Brees is a superstar. Okay, my next question for you. Do you have Carolina stepping back up into the top upper echelon of this division? Actually, I believe you have them winning in a tiebreaker. So yeah. you believe Cam Newton is more the MVP than he is the player he played like last year? Because I believe in order he for has to be that. In order to has, for him to be, I don't think he's the MVP. To be there. I don't think he has yeah. the MVP, but I also don't think he's as bad as he was last year. I also think Christian McCaffrey is going to be an enormous help, and I think both Kelvin Benjamin, who usually the first year after an ACL injury, you're not quite the player you were. And I think Devin Funch just takes a step up. So I think he's going to have a bit more help on the offensive side, which he hasn't had previously. And I think the defense is still very solid, led by Davis and Keekley. And in the return, I believe, of Julius Peppers. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I, I, but I do think that Newton has to be a whole lot better. Like, he, it may be the yes, help he that he needs. But they didn't really help themselves on the receiving end, and that's asking a whole lot out of no. a, a a running back. I mean, that's asking – they didn't make many changes. I mean, they, they upgraded their offensive line, but they got a guy that's been hurt almost as much as he's been healthy in Matt Khalil and sure. from Minnesota. They didn't get another wide receiver. I mean, they drafted one in Curtis Samuel, who's been hurt all training camp. They didn't upgrade their tight end. They didn't need to. Olsen's still Olsen. Well, they don't need to. So the, right. So the only change that they made was drafting a running back. I mean, that's it. That's the only change. So either you're saying that Cam is going to be a little bit better, but McCaffrey's going to change the offense so drastically because of him, which is putting a whole lot of pressure on a running back, or Cam has got to be much better. I believe Cam will be better. I believe McCaffrey is a good player who will help. I think their wideouts will be a bit better just because of age. And I think their defense is still very good. And they lost a lot of close games. This was not a team that, I mean, they went, I think, 6-10 and 10 or 7-9. and nine, But this was not, to me, a 6-10 a team. I mean, yes, I get it. The record is what it is. You are what the record tells you. You are, but just as they were in a 15 and 1 team two years ago, they're a 9 and 7, 10 and 16. I think Atlanta okay. takes a step back because everyone in that division always takes a step back. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping in for Denny Green, Seth Kamins. We are <laughs> what our, we are what we say we are. For those younger, we are what the record tells us we are. Yeah, if, if they were who we said they were. Uh, for those of our younger listeners that have no idea who we're talking about, and to the late Dennis Green, actually, please go YouTube Dennis Green and football speech or football press conference, and you will understand what we are saying. It was one of the funnier press conferences I've ever seen. And it, 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 he was it a was, little bit angry. He was a little angry, and quite frankly, it is one of the more quotable football. Uh, that and Herman Edwards – we play to win the game. Really? You don't play just to play? Okay, gotcha. And um, and it goes right along with Jim Mora and playoffs, which we talk about every playoffs. single year. 
Talk about playoffs. Okay, moving on to the NFC uh, and NFC West, which has two very very bad teams. One well, wait, very. Wait, what's very your? You didn't, you didn't say. Oh. You didn't. Uh, you didn't give your predictions. Okay, I'm sorry. I I, I missed that up. Uh, I'm in agreement with you on one, in that I believe that New Orleans is going to suffer. <laughs> I think they're going to be very entertaining. <laughs> in the fact that uh, Adrian Peterson's there. I think their offense will be fine. I think their defense is just a shred. Uh, I mean, it's just shredded. Uh, that They've been trying to fix that for years and just haven't gotten to that point. Um, I know you believe Steve Sarkazian is going to set the, the Falcons back. Uh, every time I talk to you about the Falcons, you mention that Kyle Shanahan is leaving. You don't mention anything else. You just say, Kyle Shanahan's not there, so they're going to be bad or worse. Um, I well, agree no, with I don't you. say I they're, they're going to be bad. They were. I said, or worse, or worse, oh. or worse, not bad. So let's say that they finish second. Uh, I don't think Carolina takes that step. I really don't. I like their defense, but I don't think they they make that step on offense. I have them in third, and I'm going to play the. I'm going to. I'm going to drink the Kool Aid with Tampa Bay. And I'm going to put them in the first place spot. And man, that would that would be interesting because I don't remember the last time that Tampa Bay was in first place ever. Um, I'd probably have to go back and look. 2004, 2005. It's happened. I know it, it happened. 2003. Yeah. Well, they won the Super Bowl. Right. No, I mean I think it's happened even after that. Uh, I'm going to look that up while we go on to the next division. But. Um, Hold on. Tampa Bay Buccaneers records. Let's look it up. You know, Google is the greatest thing in the world, except when you don't have it, which is exactly what happened in China. They do not have Google. Okay, so they went 10 and 6. No, they went 10 and 6 in 2010, finished third in third place. Right. So they won they, in two. Yes. In 2007, they won the uh, they won the division at 9 and 7. So that was the that was the was last that the, time. Was then, that the Chris? Was that the Chris Sims team? Where they lost? Uh, no, it couldn't have been. That was later on. They lost the wild card to the yeah, Giants. Yeah, to Washington was it? No, to the Giants. Oh, I don't even remember. Huh. I'm looking at it right now. They lost the oh, Giants. Oh, twenty-one to two. That was the year the Giants won the Super Bowl. That was the Jeff Garcia. Twenty-one to two. Twenty-four sure. to fourteen. 24 to 14. Yeah, I, I remember. Jeff So that was the last time that they finished first uh, until today where they're in first place right now at 0-0. Zero and zero. So, <laughs> hey, that's what that's what Google's got them at. They're, they're in first place currently. So, uh, okay. Good to know. It may be the last. Good to know. Yeah. Okay, moving over to the West. So we have, let's see here, we have one very good team. We have one pretty good team. We have one extraordinarily bad team, and we have a second extraordinarily bad team. So I will make the claim, and I'll go out on a limb, and say neither the 49ers nor the Rams will win this division. No wonder you host a sports radio show. <laughs> well, you can... Captain Obvious? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was going out on a true limb. I'm... I, I, I can't argue with you. I wish I could. I just I don't. 
Yeah, those teams. Look, I'm going to pick Seattle to win the division, and ultimately I'm picking Seattle to make the Super Bowl. Uh, If they can settle their running game, this is a very, very strong team. I mean, I don't see any team beating them, obviously, in the NFC. Um, Their running game could be very good. If they're, they have the best offensive line coach in football and Tom Cable, they have a three-headed attack in the running game with C.J. Procy, who they really like but can never stay healthy, Eddie Lacy, who they kind of like but can never fit into his pants, and Theodore Rolls, who, who they kind of like but can also never stay healthy. So do we want the fat guy Did in the little coat? Did you just call him Theodore? Did you just call him Theodore? Isn't it Theodore Rolls? I don't think he goes by Theodore. <laughs> I thought it was Theodore Rawls. Hold on a second. I'm almost sure it is. Rawls, Seattle. Did I get it wrong? Seattle running back. Thomas. Darn it. It's Thomas Rawls. Okay. <laughs> I will call him Theodore for the rest of the trip, for the rest of the season, though. In fact, I may get a jersey that says Theodore Rawls. Anyway, he can never stay healthy either. So you got three, and it, so they got three running backs that can never stay healthy. But their defense, the defense, the Legion of Boom. Yeah, it's back. And with Sheldon Richardson now as a, as a middle cog in that lineup, it, this defense is going to be very, very good. Uh, and I have them as the uh, the number one team in the West, followed by the Cardinals. And this may be the swan song for both Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald. We we would like to thank them for their for their service on the Seth and Sean Sports Radio <laughs> Fantasy team from last year. Unfortunately, you went a little bit higher in the price range than we were willing to pay this year. But we do thank you for a championship. And now that you're not on our team, we hope you stink and continue on into <laughs> in, into retirement next year. So wh- what do you think about that? I don't think – I think if you took 100 knowledgeable football fans, I think the only discussion point that you would have is who's in third and who's in last. Um, it's really – you might as well have – there's no question Seattle's one. There's really no question Arizona's two. You can put San Fran and Los Angeles as three and a half each because neither one is winning more than five games this year. Um, if forced to, I guess I go. I guess I go with the Rams because if Donald comes back, they're a better defense. They have the better wideout. They have the better running back. Uh, but it's it's a team kind of mired in mediocrity to say the least. And San Fran's just building for uh, whether it's Sam Darnold or, or Josh Rosen, uh, whoever, whoever their, uh, their, their California quarterback they want uh, for the 2018 draft. No, actually, Seth, I believe they, they're going to get whoever the Jets want because the Jets will never get the guy that they want. So it's whoever the Jets want. It, it, all, all that will have to happen is Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch will have to call over Mike McGannon if they call him in, like, week 10 and say, which quarterback are you thinking about taking, and they say Sam Donald, well, what will happen is the Jets will win two more games than for the rest of the season. The 49ers will lose every game, and they will take Sam Donald just because the Jets won. That's just the way it's going to work. Although, 
in my mind, the Jets are destined to take a UCLA quarterback because I've been calling their number for Heisman's for like the last five years. Well, so did you see? Did you see? Wait, did you see? Were you back yet for the Josh Rosen game? No, I saw the recaps of it, so I did. I did see what he did. Uh, that was an eclectic performance. I mean, that was that was tremendous. Um, I, yeah, I, oh, by the way, the biggest. The by biggest. the way, yeah. While we're while we're quickly on college football, and we have only twenty minutes, we have to go back to the NFL quickly. Congratulations on beating Texas. Good job. Woohoo! Thank you. Our starting quarterback Hook is now horns. Out of the year Hook with a torn ACL. But Tom Herman is not bringing this team into uh, to the to into the BCS anytime or into the playoff anytime, and not this year anyway. So good win okay. for the Terps. Got with there some optimism go. going forward. Quite happy. Okay, AFC East. Let's go back to the East. So we both agree the Patriots are going to win this one, right? I, I think so. Okay, we both agree that I the last the team their going... second team may win. Yeah, we both agree that the Jets and Bills are going to be three and. This is like the this is like the same as the NFC West, except the Dolphins aren't as good as the Cardinals. But it's basically the same division, right? You have you have a team that's going to definitely win. You have a team that could be potentially pretty good, but could also be very bad in the Dolphins, which is the exact same thing that the Cardinals could be. If Carson Palmer goes down, that team could be very bad, very quickly, very bad. Because Drew Stanton and Blaine Gabbert are not bringing that team to the playoffs. And I think the same holds for the Dolphins. The Dolphins have good talent, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, we were not able to bring back the spirit of Jay Cutler to our team uh, on Tuesday. We did try. We made a valiant effort. Um, we do have Jimmy Clausen on the on hold in case we have an injury. No, but gosh, I think actually, the, I, do we have naming rights to the league now? I believe we do. I told you it's got to be Bell Brown and pay for, and play for a touchdown. I thought we should do it as the Jay, the Jay Cutler Memorial uh, Fantasy Football No, League. it can't be Jay Cutler. How about Jimmy Clausen Memorial? Jimmy, Jimmy Clausen Memorial Fantasy Football League? Well, he's dead in fantasy football, so at least, Cutler's still alive. If we were going to – Cutler's still playing, so Not we want to do Jay Cutler. I'm okay with Jay Cutler as long as we make it the Jay Cutler Honorary Fantasy Football League. Or we make it the gym. And if any of you have any if, if any of you have any questions about this, please listen to any of the fantasy football previews over the last three years, uh, or fantasy football, I should say, final reviews over the last three years, and it will become extremely obvious, quite, quite obvious, why we're broaching this. Yeah, there's not yeah. much really to discuss. Uh, New England goes cruises to the division. Miami, I think, is I have them as around a seventy-nine, eight, and eight team. Jets and Bills. Uh, Bills, I think, will be about five and twelve. The Jets will be three and thirteen. Is there any chance Todd Bowles keeps his job? Well, there are two things. The, the Bills cannot be five and twelve. They only play sixteen games. So that's definitely not going to happen. You just said that the Bills were going to go five and twelve, which is awesome, by the way. Five and like, eleven. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Well, Jets, uh, Bowles, Jets are going to go negative one and sixteen. Yeah, Todd Bowles will <laughs> one and sixteen. Todd Bowles will not keep his job. He's he's gone. But here's a question for you: Can the Patriots go sixteen and zero? I'd have to look at their schedule. 
Um, we actually have a caller, uh, which I was not oh, expecting great. at 11 o'clock for our 11 o'clock show. Hey, you're almost up. Oh, we got... Hey, what's up, fellas? This is Bryce from Hello? Brooklyn. How you doing? Bryce, how you hey, doing? Can you hear me? What's going on, man? Uh, we can hear you. What, yeah, can, we can, we, hear what you can we do for you? Well, I heard you talking some football. I thought I would call in um, and, and, and chime in and join the discussion. Well, we got we got 20 minutes to finish up the AFC. So if you if you got a point or a question, give it up and we'll we'll answer it as we can. We'll go. Sure, no problem. Um, so just just a point, and then we can discuss. Let's do. There are two parts to it. One, AFC division winners. I'm just going to go real quick. Patriots in the East. That that division's awful. Um, in the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers head and shoulders above the other teams. AFC South, Tennessee Titans pulled this off. Physical, strong running game, most balanced team, with right now the best quarterback. And um, because luck is hurt, and I'm going with the Raiders. That's my first point. Second point, the New England Patriots will not go 16-0 because I actually believe on paper they're not even the best. They're the best team. We all know it. But on paper, they're actually not the most complete best team. The better team and more talented team is the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I think will unseat them and go to the Super Bowl this year. Okay. Well, that that's great. Can you give me why I, the why you believe the Steelers are a better team? Because it, it is. Well, let me and let me ask you this: If Julian Edelman is not hurt, does your opinion change? You know, it would be it, it would be so close. But here's why my opinion changed: because I think we we Pittsburgh knows something we don't know, which is they just got a healthy Joe Hayden, and I think even if that healthy Joe Hayden is yep. not a top five corner. A healthy Joe Hayden with an up-and-coming Artie Burns changes the landscape of the type of coverage Pittsburgh can play, makes them a lot more versatile. And with the rising defensive talent they have, I think you're going to – you saw a defense on the rise at the end of the year. Couldn't hang with the Patriots because Tom's the best and Belichick's the best. But I think Pittsburgh has done enough in the offseason from a talent perspective to give them the slight edge, particularly when you look at it position by position. Well, you gave us a great idea, a great segue into the AFC North, so we really appreciate you giving us a call, Bryce. Thanks so much. Great, thanks. Right. So the AFC North, Bryce just pointed out, Joe Hayden back on the team coming over from Cleveland. I don't disagree. I think that, that Pittsburgh is the best team in the AFC North. Uh, I, I think they have the most talent, and Hayden does be is able to change the spectrum in which they can play because the one thing that Pittsburgh has been lacking the last couple of years is a second cornerback. And they got not only a second, but a first. I, I think they win the division as well. What do you think, Seth? I think they win it pretty easily. I, I look at this division. Uh, yes, they have the most talent. They have the best running back. They have the best wideout. They have the best quarterback. They, I, they may very well have the best corner. I guess they would probably have the best cornerback now. Again, although Hayden has been injured a lot, has not been the quarterback, quarterback he was three years ago. Um, they're a threat, but they never – the realities over the last five years, they've always had a lot of talent. They've just never been able to really beat New England, and I'm not sure that changes here. Um, I like Cincy to bounce back a little bit. I thought I thought they just had a lot of bad luck last year. AJ Green, who never gets injured, gets hurt. Bringing in Mixon, like him or dislike him, will be a, will be a, will be an improvement over Jeremy Hill. Their defense should be okay. I never liked Baltimore. I look at Baltimore. I see nothing there. Forgetting my flack, my feelings on Flacco. I was just going to go to Flacco. Are not great. I know you were. Their running backs are not great. Their wideouts are not great. 
Their uh, Dennis Pitt is is, is, is going to have to retire. Their defense is mediocre. So I, I see Cincy around nine and seven, Baltimore around seven and nine, Cleveland around four and twelve. Okay, well, actually, you're giving Cleveland four games, which is kind of impressive because I, I didn't am. think that they would win four games. Um, I had them either three and thirteen or two and fourteen. And I look, the difference between one and two games in the NFL is not that great, right? I mean, the difference. It could be one bounce of the ball, one missed field goal, could put you between three and thirteen and four, four and twelve. Um, I agree with your with your standings. Uh, I know you have a, a little bit of, of a beef with Mr. Flacco, and because of that, we did, we did not draft him this year. It will be the first year that the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show does not have Joe Flacco on his team since we entered this draft, entered this league. So, Mr. Caymans, I'm telling you now. If we lose, we're drafting Joe Flacco next year. It is an absolute necessity if we lose. So that's number one. Number two, I agree with your assessment for both um, Cincinnati and for Pittsburgh. Does Marvin Lewis keep his job if they don't make the playoffs at 9-7? and seven? I don't think so. I think at a certain point. He's been, he's been their coach for 12 years, 11 years, whatever it's been. He's been the most consistent coach they've ever had, the most successful coach they've ever had, and they've still never won a playoff game. And after 11 or 12 years of not winning a playoff game, unfortunately, it's not Jeff Fisher-ish, because obviously Fisher had a lot more lows, but did go to a Super Bowl with, with, with Houston, with Houston um, in 99, or Tennessee, I guess, in 99. Um, but it's not with with the talent that's there. I, I just I, I think he stagnated at a certain point, and eleven years to me would be that point if they don't make the playoffs and win a game or two. In okay, fair enough. So we got Pittsburgh and we got everybody else. Okay, so we got the South. So you heard Bryce; he is on the Tennessee bandwagon. He's drinking the Kool Aid. He believes that they are going to win the division. The division stinks. I mean, the division is horrible. I I don't disagree with them because I can't see anybody else winning it. It's it's like winning by default. It's like they showed up and they won. So you have Indianapolis with a quarterback that completely disagree. Really? I I do. Wow. So you you, have... you foresee you foresee Indianapolis putting up a fight. You foresee Jacksonville giving some form no, of a no, no, show. No, 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 the division is terrible. I completely agree with you on that. But I disagree that there's no competition for Tennessee to win it. Um, I think Houston wins the division. I think wow. Savage okay. did like Savage for a while. And if, the issue, obviously, with Houston is the quarterback. We know this. But they have a top three defense, a top ten wideout in Hopkins. Lamar Miller is going to be better this year. And it's a question. I, I, I like their system. I like O'Brien. I think Savage or Watson will be okay. I don't think they're ready to make a championship run with a rookie quarterback or with Savage. But I also think Tennessee is kind of has gone from extremely underrated to because I had them list I think five and eleven last year to now they're everybody's darling. And I don't like the jump that much. Um, well, I think it's I think they'll be fine. Is it that they're everybody's darling or everybody hates the rest of the division? 
No, nobody's picking Tennessee to win to the, the Super Bowl. Nobody, nobody's no, picking them to win the Super Bowl. The nobody's title game. Well, but if you win the division, you're basically you win the division. You're basically halfway there anyway. Yeah, you have to win two. You have to win one or two games, depending on usually two games, depending on in which I don't think they'll do. I have I like Houston better. I do. Okay. Um, I think Houston has by far the best defense in the division. Tennessee has still has you know Corey Davis. You know, they still their wideouts are still not proven. Mariota is, a, is I like Mariota a lot. Um, and there's look there's a lot of potential for the team. I just I I see them as an eight and eight team. I see Houston as a kind of a nine and seven team. And I see Indy, Indy six and ten, and Jacksonville's around. The, they're all kind of in that five and eleven, six and ten range. Blake Bortles make it to two thousand eighteen in a Jacksonville Jaguar uniform. Yes, he makes it to them. He and then he gets cut because if I believe if he gets, they can't cut him this year. Correct. No, is, my is, point is, or wouldn't if they have he to gets, pay? Or, let me let me rephrase. Does he start the 2018 season with the Jacksonville Jaguars? No, he'll be cut after the season. Okay, that was my question. So, so you don't believe he is a starting quarterback in this league? Not at this point, no. Okay, fair enough. Okay, because yes, you are right. He they picked up the option for next year at 18 million, but that's only guaranteed for injury. So if he doesn't get hurt, they can cut him at the end of this year with no penalty whatsoever. Right, it's the it's the Robert it's the RG three, uh, correct? Because it's what happened correct. with him a, year, a couple years ago. Correct, but I don't believe they're going to hide behind the RG three provision. I think Bortles is going to play. I think he's going to play every single him. game. Um, I think he might get benched towards the end of the year, but. I don't think it's likely. I I don't believe that Chad Henney is the answer, nor do I believe anybody believes Chad Henney is the answer. So it's no, Bortles or Boss. This is a this is an enormous quarterback class coming out next year. Yes, six or seven preseason first round quarterbacks. So I I I think that's what they're looking at. And they you know having made a mistake seemingly with Bortles, they can't make that mistake again. So that's my, that would be my assumption. All right, so we've got nine minutes okay. left, so let's go to the yep. AFC West. Best division in the AFC. Um, I agree with Bryce. I think that the Raiders will win the division. Um, I think the Raiders will win the division. I think Kansas City actually takes a step back. So I'm going to take Kansas uh, – sorry, the Raiders, the Chargers, Kansas City, and then Denver. So you have Denver, you have Denver last. I do. Interesting. Um, can't really say I disagree with you. Um, I, I do have Kansas City winning the division. I don't think they take a step back at all. Um, I they're, they're also eleven and one against the West in the last two years, which so I think they're going to barely. I think they'll eke out. They'll win it by a game over Oakland, and then I agree with you, San Diego. In any other, if the in the NFC would probably be making a playoff run. I don't see it in this division, and I have Denver uh, coming in fourth. What, so, what are your wild? Who are your wild card teams? So, I'm getting a piece of paper out right here. So, I got New England starting, then Pittsburgh, Tennessee, 
Raiders wildcard teams are Kansas City and Houston. And there you go. So I think New England okay. gets the one seed, Pittsburgh gets the two, the Raiders get the three, Tennessee gets the four, Kansas City gets the five, Houston gets the six. Okay? Okay, so it's – yeah, and unfortunately for me, it's pretty much the exact same, just with a few quick – I think it's the same six teams. The only team I see seriously challenging for the other wild card spot – the only two teams I see challenging for the other wild card spots are the Chargers and the Bengals. Um, but I, I have the Raiders as the wild as the wild card, and I have uh, Tennessee as the wild card, um, and then I have Cincinnati okay. as the last team in, as the last as the, as the last team out. Um, again, okay. New England, Pittsburgh. I actually have, yeah, I kind of the same as you. Um, not much of a switch, except I have Tennessee as the five, and um, and, o- and Oakland as the six. Okay, and in the NFC, I have my my division winners are Philly, Detroit, Tampa Bay, Seattle, and my wild cards are the Giants and Green Bay. With Seattle number one, Philly number two, Detroit number three, Tampa Bay number four, Green Bay number five, and the Giants coming in at, at the wild card number six. All right, um, my two wild cards will be Atlanta. And the Cowboys. Um, I feel like I'm not really. So going we're on totally different. We're totally different in the. Well, we're totally different in the NFC. Right, but the AFC is the same. Um, I have. I agree with you. Guys. Seattle's the one. I have Green Bay as the two. Giants is the three. Um, who am I missing here? Carolina is the four. Atlanta is the five, and the Cowboys is the six. So you don't think okay, the Cowboys so the, playoffs this year? No, I don't. So, Tennessee versus Houston in the first round of the playoffs, that'll be cool. But I'm going to pick the upset. I think you're right. Houston wins that game. The four five, the 3-5 is the Raiders in Kansas City. I'll take the Raiders at home. So, at this point, I have one is New, so New England. Would then go, Houston would go to New England. And Pittsburgh and the Raiders would go to Pittsburgh. Like, these are great matchups, both of them. So I'll take New England over Houston, Pittsburgh over the Raiders, and then Pittsburgh over New England. I think Bryce just convinced me of that. (laughs) (laughs) I really do. So I'll take Pittsburgh over New England and Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl in the the AFC. Okay. All right. So if you – so I guess mine would be 3-6. You have – it is. I don't. Did you write mine down mine as well? I, I did not write no. it down. But okay, I have New England over Pittsburgh in the in the final in the AFC final. Okay. okay so in the in the NFC, you can write it down right now if you want. Uh, in the NFC, I have three and six is Detroit and the Giants. I'll take the Giants over Detroit. So. The no, you're Detroit winning go. the division. How does that – that doesn't – no, that doesn't make oh, sense. No, it's oh, no, the, the Giants six, is the four, six. I'm sorry. Uh, and it's the 4-6, not the 3-6. So it's the Giants over Tampa Bay in the first one. No, it's the 3-6. It's the 3-6 and the 4-5. Oh, I was what right the first about? time. I was right the first time. So I still have the Giants. Yeah. Giants, and then okay. I have Tampa Bay over Green Bay. 
in the second. So, so that means the six goes plays the one. Seattle will beat the Giants in the in that round, and then Tampa Bay will go face Philly, and I'll take Philly. So both one twos, and then I take Seattle over Philadelphia to go to the Super Bowl. And I will take Seattle over Atlanta. So my Super Bowl is a rematch of the Sean Alexander Super Bowl, and your Super Bowl is a rematch over the Marshawn Lynch Super Bowl. The Malcolm, or the Malcolm Butler Super Bowl. Yeah, Malcolm Butler Super Bowl. And I have Seattle. And I have have Pittsburgh. And I have Seattle. Okay. Well, you know what? Either one of those would be perfectly fine with me because New England doesn't win. That's all I care. There you go. Because as a Jets fan, we don't root for the Jets this year. We root against New England. Um, My MVP, if if this goes according to plan, my MVP is, is is Jameis Winston. If they win that division, I think he pulls that out. Mine's Russell Wilson. Because I don't think that offense is that good. And they somehow every year pull out a way to do this, to pull this off. First coach coach fired. Really? If there is an in-season coach, it'll be Todd Bowles. If there's an Agreed. Okay. And rookie of the year, I have Christian McCaffrey. As do I. Okay, one last thing before because otherwise we go. My Carolina, yeah. my Carolina argument yeah, argue argue goes sense to crap. Otherwise. The one last thing before we go, and this is off the subject of the NFL, but near and dear to Seth's heart, is the fact that Gene Stick Michael passed away today uh, at 79. He did. Uh, yeah, so for all the crap that Yankee fans had before – Brian Cashman, if you remember before Brian Cashman, before Bob Watson, and before Stick Michael, it was the 1980s where all George Steinbrenner would do would be trading away his prospects. If you've seen any version of Seinfeld, you know you traded away Jay Buhner to get... Ken Phelps. Who did he get? Ken Phelps. He got Ken Phelps. So what happened, and that was a mid-season trade, very indicative of what happened with the Yankees in the 1980s, Ken Phelps was a designated hitter, and he hit 13 home runs the rest of the year. And Jay Buhner hit 300 home runs over the course of his career from then on. A much one-sided deal. Gene Michael basically told Steinbrenner to stop doing that, and he created the core four of Rivera, Posada, Pettit, and Derek Jeter, and kept them. He's the one that told George, do not trade Mariano Rivera for Felix Fermin. Who? Exactly. Not Felix Frankfurter. <laughs> Felix Fermin. So, rest in peace, Gene. You did great wonders with the New York Yankees for titles in 96, 98, 99, 2000. Okay, quickly, I have 10 seconds. Congrats to Del Porto for beating Roger Federer in the quarters, knocking out the Federer and Nadal match we were hoping to see. And congrats. We talk about a boring US, women's U.S. Open. Four Americans making the semis. Who knew? For Seth Cummins, the Sean Palmer, or for Sean Palmer, the Seth Cummins on the Seth Sean Sports <laughs> Radio Show. Talk to you normal time next week. See you guys. Bye bye.